Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome. It is beautiful to be with you again this week and this month of love. I hope you had an amazing Valentine's and that you're carrying forward the essence of that feeling in each and every day. We don't need to just limit it to one day. We need to let that feeling be all year round and attract the love that we want. I'm really excited about today because today is actually the anniversary of my book, Your Journey to Love. And it was a book uh, I wrote in regard to self-love and walking the path to discovering that you are your own soulmate. So uh, if you haven't read that, definitely check it out. But that's where I am in celebration mode. And because of that, I decided that it would be perfect to have my dear friend, Jean Adrian, on. She has written so many books. She's the author of now six books and two decks of healing and activation cards. And she is an international teacher and speaker and truly Uh, supporting individuals in healing and growing in many different ways. And we're talking about her new book, Conjunctio, and it is the soul's journey, and it's all about love and attracting the love you want and creating the consciousness of love while also looking back at uh, your past relationships and how they unfolded and what they were here to bring into your awareness. There's a lot in there in terms of her own journey. And as you're reading, you might not know if it is a novel, if it is a true story, if it is a a, a profiting uh, type of uh, prophetic type of uh, excursion. But nonetheless, there are many lessons to be learned along the way. Jean Adrian is the developer of Inner Speak Breakthrough Coaching and Therapy Process, as well as being an internet radio and TV show host. She's a world traveler financially independent entrepreneur, and her passion is creating quantum change in her own life. And she shares that with others, assisting them to do likewise. And you can find out more about her at jeanadrian.com. But without further ado, I want to welcome you, Jean, to 1111 Talk Radio. It's great to have you back. Thank you, Simran. It's been a long time since we used to play together here back in the day. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's about that time that we had you back on and discussed your new book and all of the things that are going on. And I think, you know, because you deal so much in the world of energy and you have uh, all of the work with Innerspeak and you're constantly working with people in regards to clearing out the old and bringing in the new and all of that, I thought it might be nice to have you give your assessment on the energies of this time and where we are and how we are uh, proceeding into 2021 after uh, the, the much quarantine and pandemic of 2020. What do you feel like is going on in the energetic fields? Oh, wow. This is an amazing time to be alive here on planet Earth. Um, I, we're, we're on the precipice of huge, beautiful, uplifting change. Um, you know, it, this is a time where we are cutting away a lot of our old belief systems from the past. You know, we've been probably working on that for lifetimes and years, but it's finally time where it's starting to pay off. And um, as we allow ourselves to let go of all of the old paradigms, belief systems, um, 
lessons, what you've been told, all of that stuff, as we are able to let that go, then so are we able to step into a time that I really am calling heaven on earth. I agree with you. I think that that time, especially for our generations, the generations that uh, slightly came before us and the generations that uh, slightly came after us, we really were here to heal and clean up a lot of the uh, energetic debris that was in the atmosphere from generational legacies. And it seems almost as if the younger, newer generations that are coming in, they're so clear on who they are. They're clear about how they want this world to be. It's as if we really prepared the groundwork, but it wasn't always easy moving through all of that sludge of our lives, was it? <laughs> uh, no, it hasn't been. Um, you know, but we don't have to do that anymore because one of those old beliefs that many of us are letting go of now is a belief that we have to struggle. And once you can finally get clarity on the fact that that paradigm's no longer um, appropriate, everything shifts. That is so true because so often we stay in that frame of mind that there is struggle because there's been that before. But this is a new paradigm, especially into 2021, where it's about really creating the reality with mastery. We always create our reality, but oftentimes it has been unconscious in the past. Mm -hmm. And now it's about pinpointedly doing so. And you did that with your book, Conjunctio. It started out uh, as a desire Uh, for a manifestation. Talk a little bit about what inspired you to write about love because your other books that you have written have been like Soul Adventures, Reframe Your World, Conscious Creation in the New Reality, Power Tools, The Ultimate Owner's Manual for Personal Empowerment, and you've uh, created Inner Speak Cards, Reconnecting Soul, DNA Activation Cards. So what about... Uh, What brought about the desire to write on love? Well, let me back up to your book about your journey to love, because you, I think, inspired me some years ago um, when I read your book and did some shadow work with you about my old belief system. So the answer to that question is you. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) But the the more um, present answer to it is that um, after the last real relationship I had, which was about six or seven years ago, um, I realized that I had a whole string of not so healthy relationships and throughout my life, um, probably starting in my childhood, you know, with just interpersonal and parental relationships up to... Um, and including uh, four marriages that didn't last. I don't want to say failed because I learned something from every one of them, but uh, four marriages that didn't last and numerous um, relationships, some quite long-term, that didn't last either. And I figured out that the common denominator in all that was just me. And uh, I think the thing that really brought that to the surface for me was I heard myself say out loud about the last relationship, quote unquote, he just was never, he was never capable of intimacy. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to back you up because you said a lot of things there that I'm sure would be really wonderful to dive into. And the first okay. thing is that we 
a lot of people have many relationships, whether they are romantic, whether they are family, uh, long-term friendships. And when these things come to an end, sometimes we just move on or we shut the door. We don't want to feel, uh, and we don't really look at it. And, and it ends up recreating some of the same circumstances again. Did you mm-hmm. find uh, that as you looked at some of those past relationships, were there things that you were recreating or did you find that there were uh, different steps and different lessons along the way with each one of them? Well, the answer to both of those questions is yes. So absolutely, um, you'll keep recreating until you finally get the lesson. When you, you know, once you get it, you can graduate and move on to the next one. Um, and they're always, life is a process, so there's always going to be more lessons. Um, but yeah, uh, I did figure that out. And also, um, there were new lessons. One of the, the uh, pieces of that is that when you don't get the lesson, the next time it's presented to you, the stakes are higher. So that that is so true. The stakes do get higher. I call that the pebble, the rock, and the boulder <laughs> moment. Yeah, uh, uh, the carrot and the stick. <laughs> yes, yes, most definitely. Until we get the proverbial two by four. Uh-huh. Um, so it does happen. The other thing I love that you said was none of the relationships or failures that that you learned something from each one. And I think oftentimes we can go through life and look at things that don't work out, especially marriages or especially relationships or friendships and think, oh, well, that one failed. But that's such a an abusive way to look at ourselves. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that shift because I think that's a really important step towards, number one, acceptance, but also opening the door to something new. You know, I think maybe that was the pivotal point when I realized, because I had done a lot of judging of myself and of my previous relationship partners uh, over the years. Um, and when I finally realized, and I really, I sat down and I made a list of all the, the people that I had been in relationship with and what I had learned from each one of them. And once I did that, I realized that those relationships were gold mine. And when I decided to go in there and start digging, I found pure gold, you know, I found answers that I might not have found otherwise, and certainly awarenesses that have prevented me from having to go back and deal with that proverbial two-by-four on that issue. Most definitely. You know, I had a recent uh, experience, someone that I have featured several times in the magazine on radio, Patrick Paul Garlinger, who's a very gifted intuitive. He called me up one day and he said, I want to gift you a session if you'll please accept it. You've really shared my work in a great way. And so I did. And what came out of the session uh, was something that I have heard over the years time and time and time again. And that was that there's a great healing that I need to do with my father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my friction has always been with my mother. So if there was ever a healing that needed to happen, I would have thought it was my mom. Because I adore my father. Not that I don't adore my mom, but I truly adore my father. I look at him as a saint He is the most compassionate, wonderful human being. I watched him dote on my mother. I watched him be a loving person. Uh, The only thing was he doesn't talk very much, and he's never been uh, a very close kind of intimate person because he wasn't reared like that. Mm -hmm. And so it came up in this session that part of the reason that 
uh, there is this barrier for me, you know, with men is because I've never received that affection or or what I needed from my father. And until that gets healed, that that wall can't come down. And I think that that's something that many people don't realize is that there's this string of little dots that that come up to create the different experiences that we have in love or relationship that ultimately we have to go back and heal. As you moved through your many beliefs that you wrote about in the book and you looked over the different relationships and made that list, which I think is a fabulous idea, uh, did you come to any point where it really led back to the initial dot uh, that was part of the uh, tumbling snowball that kept building? Or was it more of an overall global look at the relationships and discerning, you know, where that part of you was needing to step more into the divine feminine. So, yeah, I knew you and I were soul sisters from the get go. <laughs> However, my little original dot was my dad, just mm. like you. And my father um, didn't have the capacity within himself to speak from his heart. And so I spent the first, ooh, God knows how many years of my life trying to get my daddy to tell me that he loved me. And, you know, he would try to show it as best he could, but the words never came out of his mouth. And so the first of my string of relationships um, had to do with uh, trying to find that love I never got from my father and, you know, in, in other men and being needy of course, is it's a huge setup um, for a relationship not being able to work uh, because nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody who's needy and who's clutchy and, you know, um, has hidden agendas and this, that, and the other. And so I spent the first hmm, 20, 30 years of my adult life um, just doing those over and over and over again and attracting to myself men who couldn't demonstrate how they felt. You know, I think that that's probably for many women unknowingly, maybe conscious, maybe unconscious, uh, that that issue with the father figure or the male or the masculine really is a place that we have to delve into because we look very much at healing our feminine and wanting to empower that divine feminine within us but there is this link to healing the masculine at the same time or embracing the masculine in a certain way that becomes the bridge to that feminine. And, and you, you talk a bit about that or you illustrate that uh, wonderfully through your story of, of dealing with the man and the humanity that you show and some of the fear and some of the, the thoughts that come up or some of the emotion that starts to rise when we actually encounter someone that says, I love you. There's so many things that come up in regard to that. And so I think it's a powerful point of focus for women to really look at, you know, what is it that was my initial relationship with the men in my life, the fathers, the brothers, the uncles, the masculine in general, and then how have I taken on that masculine energy? How did you find uh, that you took on that? Actually, we're going to wait, and I'm going to have you answer that question when we get back after this break, okay. <laughs> because I don't want to cut you off. All uh, right. 
My guest today is Jean Adrian, and she's the developer of the Inner Speak Breakthrough Coaching and Therapy Process, as well as the author of several books. She has written Soul Adventures, Reframe Your World, Conscious Creation in the New Reality, Power Tools, the Ultimate Owner's Manual for Personal Empowerment, Realities of Creation, and her latest, Conjunctio. In addition, she is the creator of Inner Speak Cards and Reconnecting Soul, which is 142 activation cards, really, really beautiful cards uh, that were downloaded to her that really will support you in some light language and some healing DNA power. So definitely check out her website, and that is jeanadrian.com. You can find out more about all of the other things she does as well. She is an internet radio and TV show host. She's a world traveler. Uh, She does a lot with quantum change in her own life, and she assists others in doing likewise. So definitely check her out at jeanadrian.com and get your copy of Conjunctio. In addition, I wanted to mention that one of my partners, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is giving my listeners 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. So if there is something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, then I invite you to explore them because they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line and it is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in your areas. It is also available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account, you can message your counselor, you get responses quickly, and you can do it by video or phone. So that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, so I invite you to visit their website, read their testimonials, which are posted daily, and you can uh, start getting your 10% off your first month. In fact, they're growing so much that uh, they are recruiting counselors in all 50 states, and you could join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11, and you spell out the word 11. Again, We'll be right back after these messages with Jean Adrian, the founder of Inner Speak and the author of Conjunctio. Be back in just a minute. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? More empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we dive back into the conversation with Jean Adrian and get back into making some love, I want to tell you a little bit about something that I'm doing uh, after the 1111 Talk Radio Show. I have started doing an after-the-hour podcast on stereo, and it has been so much fun. I get to introduce you to many of the people that I know. 1111 Talk Radio has been a way for me to match Seekers to those they're seeking uh, to introduce change agents and authors and speakers that were having different tools and processes and protocols. And I began that back in 2009 as a way to grow and as a way to share. And now I have launched into another kind of conversation after the 1111 Talk Radio that is a little bit more interactive. And it exchanges and connects uh, friends with friends that are doing great things on the planet because we're all masters. We're all teachers. We're all incredible in sharing our light. And now is the time for us to come out and celebrate one another in that way. And so I hope you'll join me this afternoon at 1230 Eastern at Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. You'll find the banner in the middle of my 1111 Talk Radio show page. You can click right on there and set up your avatar. Uh, But I have a guest each week, several guests each week, and we have had some really wonderful conversations. And what I love so much about it is you get to join in the conversation. You get to comment. You get to ask questions. You get to share your wisdom. And so it's like having a party on the air with as many people as we want. And it's been beautiful hearing the wisdom from so many people, so much so that I've actually started a conversation about men for men and women with another host, uh, Waska, and we worked together to have those candid conversations, had a powerful one last night, and the archives are there. In addition, we're going to be having a monthly poetry circle, so definitely download the Stereo app, uh, go to Stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. 
And join us, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays uh, for an hour and have some additional enlightenment with many different people that you can now make your friends as well. My guest today is Jean Adrian, and she's the developer of Inner Speak Breakthrough Coaching and Therapy Process. She teaches people all over the world and trains them in this process, and she is the author of six books. You'll want to check out everything she does at jeanadrian.com. Dot com. Welcome back, Jean. We were talking about how uh, many women perhaps need to look at the masculine energy within them and go back to that point in the beginning that was the initial caregiver or the males that were in their life in childhood to be able to bridge that space towards the divine feminine, which I know is much of the focus of this book. It was about you reclaiming access to that feminine power within yourself did you discover a link of your own masculine nature as you were uncovering both the shadow feminine and the healthy feminine within you? Absolutely. Yeah. What I found was that um, in order to try to find love outside myself, which is uh, you know always going to be a source for disappointment, um, that I overcompensated by going to the other extreme into my masculine and neglecting my feminine. And so I became uh, a type A overachiever in the corporate world. Um, I, I was in high tech sales um, where I was with men primarily. Um, there weren't that many other women doing what I was doing. So I earned myself a place of honor with all of these men and I was able to compete very well with them. I was always quite successful in the corporate world. And um, this also, I think, was a detrimental thing in, uh, you know, in my interpersonal relationships, because it's kind of hard to have uh, a relationship when there are two people trying to wear the pants in the family. You know, Um, it, it just doesn't work. It's like, you know, a magnet needs is only attracted when the negative pole is drawn to the positive pole the yin to the yang um it doesn't work when you try to put male to male or female to female it repels so um it was a huge setup for not being able to have healthy relationships it does become a setup and and i often uh think or have seen that when a woman is more masculine in her nature, she tends to attract a man that is either more feminine in nature or more shadow feminine mm-hmm. in nature. Um, and, and that tends to cause some of the friction and the problems and is part of the reason that relationships tend not to work out, that that is the lesson or the gift that the other individual is illustrating as to that other pole that perhaps they need to Uh, discover or magnify what did you discover in regard to your feminine nature around this um, especially being so masculine I know you said something about intimacy and um, and guarding against intimacy for a long time so did that help you to engage more at an intimate level with yourself and both your shadow as well as your light for sure it did and that that was a hard process because, you know, when you've been doing something for so long, you know, you don't realize that you're doing it. I thought I was a girly girl. I mean, I like my makeup and my hair, my nail polish and, you know, uh, frilly clothes and all that kind of thing. 
but I didn't realize that that was just a mask covering up uh, a wounded feminine. And so, you know, one of the things that I think was uh, tantamount for me to heal was my inability to receive. Mm-hmm. And you helped, you helped me with that one. I think you probably remember that, that conversation. Um, yeah, and I didn't understand it, but I did have a really hard time receiving anything, uh, even a compliment. You know, I would go, oh, no, 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 whatever. And, and I would just push it away. Um, and so how can you receive love if you can't, if your heart is closed to being able to receive? So that was highly problematic. And I had to do a whole bunch of internal excavation to get to that. But my clue there was when I said that that guy was completely incapable of intimacy. And, you know, when you when that finger's pointing out, there's three fingers pointing back. And I, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, no. Then what is it about me that is completely incapable of intimacy? And it took me probably the better portion of five years. Uh, so I just stayed out of relationships um, during that time and I was doing all of my inner work. And it wasn't that I didn't want to have a relationship, <laughs> but the the universe is so profound that I couldn't, I couldn't buy a relationship during that time that I was doing that work. I mean, it was like they didn't exist. Um, and, you know, and, and it wasn't until... I got really clear uh, on what who I was and returned to some balance between the male and the female within myself that the doors began to open for relationships to occur. And writing this book was a big piece of that. You know, that's it's really a, a powerful piece when you can give yourself the space to take the time to really get to know yourself. And I think that, you know, one of the issues that many people have when they're in relationship and they break apart from another, and I think this is very true for men. I've, I've often seen that men don't seem to be able to be alone for very long. They mm-hmm. need to jump into another relationship. But that's also the very detriment that um, causes more dysfunction because they have not truly been with themselves long enough to uncover, you know, where's the me in all of these relationships that I need to, that I need to meet. And um, you have a poem in the beginning of the book that you wrote, and it says, I remember when I lived in the sea, Neptune was my father, I was free. All too soon the lure of the land called to me. It was the song of the unknown. I chose to leave my beautiful water home for imagined riches waiting above. I gave away my scales, my gills, my tail for a form that would suit me better. Many are the tears I've shed because of the choice I made. I found a different world, not a better one. And I think that that's the thing is when we go inside and we allow ourselves the space and the silence and the time, and it takes years. Like when I wrote the the book, Your Journey to Love, that was a book that was after I would say a decade worth of continuously doing the self-love work and, mm-hmm. you know, being alone and, and letting myself really see who I was and, and that type of thing, we have to have that space to heal, to grow, to really see the me inside in order to know what we're bringing to the next relationship, don't you think? 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and you're so right. You know, as as part and parcel of writing this book, um, it did lead me to meet somebody. Um, and it happened almost at the time I turned the book over to the publisher. Um, and I had a, a three-month-long relationship, and the, the gentleman that I was involved with had just, I mean, literally, he had to completely extricate himself from his previous 10-year relationship before I would even talk to him about going out. And um, what, had, what I realized very quickly was exactly what you said. He was trying to dive right into a rela- relationship with me, and he hadn't done any inner work. And he was creating the same mess for himself that he had um, with the woman before me. Mm. And he's, it, he's already involved with somebody else. So, you know, um, it, it's okay. I mean, that, that's a path. And, you know, like, like you said, the pebble, the stone, the boulder. <laughs> yes, yes. But when we okay. do the inner work and we do discover, you know, our, our motives, our agendas, our reasons, and then we start to let go and to surrender. You know, you wrote this book and attracted someone that comes in. And I have found in any type of personal growth work that I've ever done that when I pour that much love on myself, the first thing that's usually going to show up is anything unlike love. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of the place for discernment and to test and to check, you know, am I really aligned with what I believe now or am I going to slip back into my old patterns? Did you find that you quickly noticed your patterns or notice the pattern of the relationship or the pattern of the other person in a way that was uh, perhaps quickened than you would have before because of the time that you took to do the inner work. Absolutely. And, you know, um, it, it was in my face almost immediately. And I was, I, I, I kind of, in going back and, and looking at that, I, I said, you know, this is a, a universal pop quiz. And the, and the choice here was to see, would I sink into old patterns of um, bartering and settling? Or would I choose to love myself enough to walk away from something that on the surface looked pretty darn good? And I chose the latter. And I believe I got my master's degree in relationship the day I made that choice. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. You write that the seventh spiritual lesson um, is you must be able to be honest with yourself before you can expect to be honest with others and before you can expect others to be truly honest with you. The law of attraction teaches us that like vibration attracts like vibration. And as long as I was carrying the energy of the wounded heart, I kept attracting to myself others with wounded hearts. Mm. And in that in that awareness, you were able to turn the corner and know, you know, that that is just the resonance, but that doesn't have to be the choice. And I think that that's the thing I've noticed for myself, that I can recognize the resonance, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong or bad about the other person or that mm-hmm. shadow aspect inside of me, because we have shadow light and God essence living inside of us all of the time. Yep. And and it's okay to say thank you very much, and I'm going to move on to the next one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> mm. What did you learn most from writing this book? Oh, 
about yourself or about the process? Well, both. Um, you know, I learned I learned how much I love myself, and I learned through the um, the fictional piece of the story how possible love from outside can be what it can feel like because I got to tell you that as I would be writing some of this stuff I would be so wrapped in a love blanket and it felt so good and when the the um, the scary parts came I would lose it and you know and I would cry and and you know just it would tear my heart out and to this day I still keep expecting the hero from this book to come walking in my front door from the house next door. You know, um, it, it's still there with me. Uh, so the, this possibility is still a, a strong, strong part of my reality. And I do believe that it will manifest when the time is right. Well, I have to tell you, and maybe it's because I know you, as I was reading it, it felt so real. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my goodness, she met someone, and this is what's happening. This is so incredible. And it was so human, and it was so spiritual, and it was so uh, deeply intimate and loving and sensual and all of those things that it really felt like a bubble of reality that existed. And I think that you have to get yourself in that space to even think of the possibility and to open up to the idea to attract it in and then there's the moment of surrender and you just let time and timelessness bring it to you when the divine timing is correct. Exactly. And I have to laugh with that one because there have been two or three of my really good friends who know me as well as you do, um, who have sent me emails and they said, whoa, whoa, where are all the pictures on Facebook of that <laughs> trip you took to Santorini with Samuel? You know, do tell, show us some pictures. We want to see. And I'm like, girl, do you not know this is a fiction book? Did you not read that part in the front? <laughs> <laughs> well, that just shows that you really you really take us there into what relationship is. And I think um, also being someone that's older and uh, in the space where it's time for love again, it, it mm-hmm. brings that hope and that idea and that possibility and that awakening that love is around the corner. Definitely check out jeanadrian.com and find out about all of her books and her DNA cards, her inner speak cards, all of the wonderful things that she is doing and pick up your copy of Conjunctio and you can slip into the sheets and have a great romance while you open to your own. We'll be right back after these messages with more Jean Adrian at jeanadrian.com. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. 
courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. My guest today is Jean Adrian, and we're talking about her latest book, Conjunctio, The Soul's Journey and Lessons Learned Along the Way. And she wrote, When I finally dug deep enough inside, I found that I am stronger than I ever imagined, and the gifts I bring to the world and to others are genuine and worthwhile. I'm a good teacher, communicator, mother, and friend. And surprise of all surprises, I actually love myself. I even like myself. Who knew? Inner excavation is an interesting project. Some of the things we dig up are simply trash that has been covered up by leaves and topsoil. Other artifacts are from earlier civilizations or aspects of self from years or even lifetimes ago. What is important is not the age of the uncovered item, rather the charge on it. It takes courage to do this kind of inner work. It also takes patience and commitment. I'm living proof that it does pay off. The ninth spiritual lesson is, you are unique. Trying to be like anyone else will never work. This is from the book Conjunctio, Jean Adrian's latest about love and romance. What you wrote in there in regard to uh, some things are artifacts from earlier civilizations or aspects of self from years or even lifetimes ago. In the book, you talk a bit about doing your own work and the inner speak work. Uh, talk a little bit about that process and how it supports someone in removing some of the blocks or the types of blocks that can show up that can keep them from love or health or work success or whatever it is that is their heart's desire. Sure. Inner speak is a portal into time and space. And, you know, time and space aren't linear. It's circular at best, and maybe it's layers of grids or whatever. But in order to get to the place where we create blocks for ourselves, and it may be ancient history, it might just be two weeks ago, but you have to be able to get to the point that you created it. And that's what InnerSpeak does. It takes you there very gently. It shows you 
what happened, and then it shows you what you need to do in order to be able to remove that block for all time. More often than not, it's some form of forgiveness um, of yourself or someone else that got stuck where you didn't accept something that happened to you and you stored that wound in, in the Akash, and it has to be dealt with. So that's really, that's, I guess, at a very esoteric uh, level, that's what the work does. Um, but it's a form of talk therapy. Uh, and, um, and my goal with Interspeak is to work with a person only one time and to get to that place where they've locked themselves um, out of joy and where they also hold the key so that they can unlock it and, and clear it away. Uh, and that's sort of how it works. Mm. Uh, so much of the book is about shifting perspectives and the paradigms that we see or how we view ourselves or other people or relationship. And in the book, you share a little bit about an accident that you had involving your own eye. And when I first heard the title, I didn't know what the word meant. But for some reason, I kept thinking I, because I guess because <laughs> of conjunctivitis or different things like right. that, I kept thinking yeah. the I. Was there a link between um, that particular uh, eye experience and you coming up with the title, or how did all that come together? Well, yes, because what happened with that eye experience was that I um, actually had a lot of time. I had, I had six weeks that I laid in the bed where I was on painkillers, and I was just getting up and you know going to the bathroom and usually not even eating, um, but you know, just being there with myself. And I, I watched myself go into an alchemical change. Um, and conjunctio, the word itself, is the alchemical marriage. And it's the, it's the joining of the male and the female within, which makes a point of creation for a new reality. But you've got to go through the, the four alchemical phases um, before that, uh, in order to get, if you ever have a hope of getting to this alchemical marriage. And um, so before I uh, had that accident, I was literally in the place of darkness, of negredo. I didn't take responsibility for my own reality. I thought I did, but I really didn't. And so I had to dig, use that, that place of nothingness to build myself back. Um, the second phase of alchemy is albedo, the process of purification, um, and it's it's uh, it's about reflectivity, and it's when we start to wake up to our truth and we decide to do our inner work, you know, that um, we can wake up, you know. And then the the third piece of that is the transmuta- transmutation place, citronitis, where we're able to release all the low energies that are not love. And we're able to transmute them into love so that when you come through that phase, that you remember your truth. And that is that you're only love. And then the place where you can actually get to the conjunctio is the point of success or rubedo. You know, and back in the old days, the alchemists, um, everything that we have written about that is talking about um, changing uh, lead into gold. But that's a metaphor for changing the lead that we are when we're in the darkness into the gold that exists when we are, are pure. Everything has been burned away and we, are, uh, we know who we are. 
and we are in our truth and we realize that we have the responsibility for creation and then once we create it, we also have the responsibility for nourishing our creations. And I, I believe that this time that we've had and, and much of what we've experienced over the last couple of years has been an instigator for us all to step more into the process of alchemy, to, mm-hmm. to want to do that deepening of work and, and slip into the shadows and the darkness so that we can start to work that lead, to purify it, to allow it to be heated and, and burn off. Uh, so that it is transformed into the gold. And part of your process of writing is one of the things that you recommend. Uh, you give uh, several several things that people can do to support in creating their own reality and shifting through their relationships. And one of the very important pieces is to write the story. And I found that in writing Your Journey to Love, that that was a really powerful piece for me as well. Uh, the book that ended up coming out uh, is actually a different version than the original book that I wrote. The original book that I wrote was very much my own stories and my own pieces. And it's important to reclaim those stories and pieces and allow them to be transmuted. As you moved through this, looking through the different relationships and even moving into uh, the type of future you wanted to forecast with a love partner, uh how important was the story for you? Well, you know, it wasn't until I started r- writing the story down that I began to find the gemstones. Um, because, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in that blame game and feeling like a victim and, and all the other different traps that we can hold on to about all that's happened in our life. But once you actually start to write it down, number one, um, all of the shadow is exposed. It's all in the light. And until you actually begin to put pen to paper or hands to the keyboard to start putting it somewhere where you can go back and look at it, you have all these imaginary things about it. You either idealize the past in some of the relationships or you demonize the past and some of the relationships or something in between. And it's only when you become very honest with yourself and have the courage to write your story that you can start the healing process. You also talk a lot about the necessity to be in alignment for the partner that you want. And part of that means knowing what you want in a partner, uh, mm-hmm. but then also being radically honest with oneself as to who they're being and whether they're in alignment to attract that very partner. Talk about um, alignment as well as uh, the radical honesty. Well, that goes right back to the law of attraction. You know, in order, if, if you want to attract true love into your life, you have to become love because it's, it's the old magnet thing, you know? Um, so uh, if you are not, love, if you do not love yourself, then what you will attract to yourself will be a person who does not love themselves. And I think we've all been there and we know that that's probably, you know, not exactly what we're wanting in this age of enlightenment to create for ourselves. You have to come you have to come at it from a place of what you do want and not what you don't want because the universe doesn't know the difference. 
if you think, well, I don't want somebody who's um, unhealthy, then you'll attract somebody who is unhealthy because the universe won't know. So you would have to rephrase that as, I want to find someone who is healthy. And I am healthy. Uh, you know, your, your I am statements are really where you want to begin doing this work. Absolutely. You know, I think for, uh, for, for many women in particular, because there are a lot of studies about how many single women there are as opposed to single men, and particularly as uh, men and women age, there are more and more women that are single uh, after 50, 60, and in their 70s that end up remaining single for a long time. And a big piece of that, uh, and one of the points you talk about, is getting to know your body and mm-hmm. to, getting, to getting to be comfortable about our body and loving our physicality. Because I think sometimes that's the barrier that keeps people from opening themselves to love. Do you, did you have to let go of any barriers to your own body to open yourself to love? Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the uh, one of the biggest um, barriers for a woman. You know, I'll be seventy three in two weeks, so um, I'm getting on up there into that that last phase that you were talking about. Um, is this concern about body shame? You know, so what man, what viable, vital man is going to want a seventy three year old body? Well, guess what? That is that is not only shaming me, but it's also shaming my body. And my body has a soul that's just like mine. I mean, you know, she's got her own agenda and she doesn't like to be shamed. Uh, You know, so I had to get past that and love myself enough to know that, you know what, I'm okay to stand naked in front of the world if that's what's necessary. Um, Because I've got a strong, powerful body who's managed to get me through 73 years and who still loves herself. And appreciates all of her good points. Well, thank you, Jean, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I'm so delighted. Congratulations on Conjunctio and all of the work that you're doing. Uh, Definitely check her out on her website, jeanadrian.com. And from her book, remember, this is a union that must begin within. Your divine masculine and feminine have to bond in Conjunctio the same way your soul and your body do. Once you achieve that, you are free to create the same relationship in your outer world with a partner. Once again, that's jeanadrian at jeanadrian.com. Right after this at 1230, join me at stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. I'll be talking with April Lewis and we're going to be talking about bold, beautiful, and badass, and I hope you'll enjoy that conversation and that you'll also step in and make a comment, ask a question, or share your wisdom. Uh, Once again, that's stereo.com forward slash Simran 1111. Just download the app, create your avatar, and join me Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 1230 and uh, every week on 1111 Talk Radio at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays. Thank you again, Jean Adrian. Until next week, in love, of love, with love, and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simran next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.